Right, well, amen to that. Hey, good morning. It's a little, a little different to say that on Christmas Eve, but like Aubrey said, I kind of like it too. I'm so, so honored you're here, and I'm so glad to get to share with you God's word today. My name is Aaron. If I've not met you, it's good to have you. I hope to shake your hand after service if that works out. It's good to have the elementary kids hanging out with us today. So we love you guys, and Pastor Faith is is here in the service with us, but not only me, but the other pastors here. We want to say to you kids that we love you, and we want to be your pastors too. We are your pastors too. And so you're not just, um, you're not just a part of the church. You are the church. You're here with us, and so it's a blessing to have you. Okay, i got to take a kind of informal poll. Well, I guess it's a formal poll because I can see you. So has anyone, I thought about all the odd gifts you could get at Christmas. And, and there's one that maybe in yesteryear someone may have received. Has anyone received a goldfish on Christmas morning? Like, you know, one of those glass bowls and one of those old orange fishes? Raise your hand if you did. It fests up. Okay, well, man. Oh, Santa missed out on that, didn't he, huh? Yeah, that would be an odd gift, but you've seen it. It probably happened on your birthday or at some point. Uh, a lot of us have had one of those one of those goldfish bowls on our counter and one of those cute little orange fishes. Well, something has happened in the Great Lakes region. I don't know if you've heard about that. People who were thinking they were freeing the goldfish let the goldfish out in the Great Lakes. And now there are millions of goldfish in the Great Lakes. The problem with this is that these goldfish are not eating the little nice flakes anymore. They're like eating other fish, they're eating things that uh, they're, they're not used to, and they're getting gigantic. In fact, i got to show you this picture. Look at a picture of one of these goldfish here. Yeah, that's a human behind them. So, yeah, man, that, that is pretty disgusting, right? So, biologists are really kind of concerned about this. You, you can read about it later if you get really bored on Christmas. You can read about this. Uh, you're welcome. They, they, they're, they're, they're eating, you know, vegetation they're not supposed to or seaweed or whatever. There's not seaweed in the Great Lakes, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and it's messing up the, messing up the ecosystem. It, it's, it's causing long-term concerns. And maybe think about our lives, uh, kind of a metaphor for that, how the smallest thing can mess up our little internal ecosystem. One of the things we talk about uh, in the Christian faith is the peace that Jesus gives us. Jesus said, I came to send peace. And my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. But it doesn't take much to disrupt that peace. If you, if you start thinking on a global level, we know that we're always like on the edge of some kind of major conflict. If one plane flies too close to another plane in, the, in, in some random ocean on the other side of the globe, then now our sons and daughters are in jeopardy of war. So there's always this kind of fragile peace. Peace can change at any moment. Uh, peace can change. We, we thought maybe in 2020 that we would, we would not have as much war anymore when we realized how fragile life was. And then now there's a war in Europe, uh, in Ukraine, in Russia. And then you know about the war in the Middle East. It happened suddenly on a Saturday morning. And so peace can feel real fragile in this world. Things can shift so fast, can change the 
ecosystem of peace. But it's not really the global concerns that really affect most of us. Peace can disrupt our community. And in our communities, like, we like to fight. Like, that's like a, a hobby of ours. It's like fighting is just something we fight over maybe some of the silliest things sometimes. Now, I, I live in a great neighborhood. I have some wonderful neighbors, some who go to church here. So I know they're going to be listening to this sermon and, and be part of this sermon. And, and we have a wonderful, wonderful neighborhood. But our neighborhood is a little uptight about where to park. I mean, it's just kind of like a thing there. Uh, I mean, I've grown up and lived in different houses my whole life, and if you need to park on the street, you can park on the street. Not in my neighborhood. Like, it's a big deal. If you park in the street, you have to validate a reason, and literally, they will call the cops on you. Like, I've got a ticket uh, for, for having a car out in, in, in the street. So, so that, that's fine. I, there's neighborhood rules, and I understand that, and we can deal with that. But here is something where disruption occurs. You're not going to believe this. We have a neighborhood Facebook group. You want to talk about a fragile piece. <laughs> now, there's some good things that happen. And my wife's even part of a Bible study that got organized on that. And so there's a lot of good things that come from that Facebook group. But you never know. You never know when that day when you go on Facebook that all hell is broken loose in the neighborhood. Because someone parked in the wrong place or, or, or someone, someone left their bike out or whatever the case is. And so in our communities, there's a lot of disruption too. So we're always having to navigate that. You never know uh, where a lack of peace might come in community life. Then I think about our personal relationships. And that's where we really, really have fragile peace. Because you never know how fast a relationship can change. Now, sometimes when we're with the people we love the most, it can be a tone of voice. It can be a certain look. It could be a misunderstanding. And man, a relationship can shift so quick, so fast. And we've all experienced the pain of that. And maybe some of us are feeling that pain here this morning. You know what? what's hard is when you feel someone pulling away from you, but you're not quite sure. And, you, you know, sometimes you feel that, and it's not the case, and that's always a blessing. But sometimes you can feel someone kind of pulling away from you, and, and you do all things to try to check in on that. And, and then, then you realize, yeah, it, it's a legitimate uh, fear that that relationship has changed. So, so that's, that's how fragile peace can be broken. Peace can be broken Globally, in our community, peace can be broken relationally. P peace is very fragile. And then what about the peace inside of us? Man, we've, we've all been there that even on a single day, our moods can go up and then down and then up again, then down again. And we, we had this internal struggle, this internal battle uh, to stay in the place of peace, to stay in the place uh, where God is the center, where Christ is the center. And, and so things can get disrupted. Our moods can shift. Uh, we can internally feel okay that morning, but in the afternoon or at night um, have dark thoughts and, and dark emotions. So here it is, guys. This fragile peace that we're living in, there has to be something consistent. There has to be something reliable. 
There has to be something unshakable. There has to be something unmovable. There has to be something that we can count on more than we can count on our closest friend, our spouse, our parent, or even the love of a child. All of those gifts from God are also fragile. Our friend group that we love is fragile. I'm not bringing you bad news today. I'm leading you to good news today. Because there has to be something stable, consistent that we can center on. And that's why you taking time on this Christmas Eve to prioritize Christ, to carve this time out of a holiday, a holiday weekend, to reflect on the story of Jesus. It's a good thing, and it's a blessing to your very soul. And here's, here's the reason why. We celebrate the Christmas story not because it's good, not because it's beneficial, not because it's a custom, though it's all of those things. We celebrate the Christmas story because we must. We must have something to believe in. We must have something to rely on. We must have somebody to turn to. When we're in our darkest hour, when we're cornered, when we don't know where to go, how to respond, when we don't know what the pathway is, when we don't know how we're going to get through the night. There has to be a story beyond the story we're living in, a story beyond global conflict, a story behind communities that are at war with one another, a story behind broken relationships, a story that's better than the conflict within ourselves. And I'm here to tell you guys that story is true. It's a story of God redeeming the world. Our God is redeeming the world, and it started in Bethlehem, and it went all the way through his ministry in Galilee, all the way to Jerusalem, to the cross, and then on the third day, his resurrection proved that Jesus was not just a man, not just a scholar, not just a teacher, not just a rabbi, not just a prophet. He is God himself. It all started in Bethlehem, but it's one story. A story of the Bethlehem, the manger, is not disconnected from Jesus feeding the 5,000. It's not disconnected from Jesus teaching on the Mount, uh, on the Mount of Olives and, and, and teaching uh, the Beatitudes, a Sermon on the Mount. It's not disconnected to him healing the sick and delivering those who were possessed by demons. It's not disconnected from him sacrificing his life on the cross and him being resurrected on the third day. It's one story. It's one story. It's the good news for the world. And we have either discovered that story or we're discovering that story this morning. And the whole world will see that story. I enjoyed so much the song that Aubrey and Jen and Nitha sang. It reflected a scripture. A scripture written by Isaiah 700 years before Jesus came to the earth. It's a scripture that prepared people for a different story, prepared people to know and expect the Messiah who is Jesus. So I want to read Isaiah chapter 9, starting with verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Why? Because verse 6 says, for a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulder, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
prince of peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be, look at this phrase, endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord's host will do it. Look at that phrase. His authority shall grow continually. So that baby will continue. His message will continue to overtake the world. His message will continue to be discovered, accepted, and lived out. And there shall be, and I love this phrase, phrase, endless peace. I read this earlier in the year, and I thought about this moment right now. I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said this is the phrase, the theme for Christmas Eve this year. Because we have a fragile peace without Christ. A fragile peace globally. A fragile peace in our community. A fragile peace in our relationships. A fragile peace internally. But unto us, unto us, unto those of us in this room, those of us watching online right now, unto us, a child was born. Unto us, a child was born. A son was given. And he is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. And his kingdom has endless peace. I want to remind you of this. When peace runs out internally, when you can't find peace in your relationships, when you can't find peace in your community, when you can't find peace in this world, you can always find peace through the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. He is a God with authority and the authority of love. And with him, he brings peace to the prison, peace to the hospital bed, peace to the home that is, is, is struggling because of divorce. He brings peace to those who, who feel like they're alone. He brings peace to those who are living the perfect dream on the outside, but there's no peace on the inside. Jesus comes and he brings his peace and he brings this endless peace to us today. And guys, that's why we're here this morning, because his peace is endless and his peace is good, and his peace is for you.